Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have a little routine that helps me to swing into action each morning. After I get out of the shower, I give myself a mini massage with aloe lotion. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my talk one hundred seven one and live streaming all over the earth at mytalk1071.com of Jason Matheson and joining me every single day when she's not staying up late to go to Lizzo. Well, we kind of wish we did that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Dawn McClain. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Dawn. And good morning to Mike. Good morning. In. That's right. Alexis is off today on this Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the day. Welcome to your life. Welcome to cookbook launch day. Welcome to emergency nurses day. Welcome to free thought day. Welcome to national moment of frustration and scream day. Welcome to top spinning day. Welcome to bring your teddy bear to work day. Welcome to national farmers day. Welcome to fossil day. Welcome to gumbo day. Welcome to national pet obesity awareness day. Uh Welcome. Yeah. To national savings day. Welcome to national stop bullying day. Welcome to take your parents to lunch day. Welcome to Pulled Pork Day. Welcome to World Arthritis Day. Oh. And welcome yeah, to your very first sip of delicious coffee. This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. coffee, 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 coffee. How the hell's your coffee? Your cup of coffee. How the hell's your coffee? Your cup of coffee. Don McLean, how yeah. the hell is that beverage sitting in uh, front of you? It's great. I'm back to my decaf. You know, I've oh. gotten off the caffeine. Uh, sometimes I think about it, though. I will Do admit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a drug. It? Yeah. Drug. So it I'm is. off the drugs, and I'm a clean and sober decaf girl today. It's pretty. It's good. a legal stimulant, Don. It's a legal stimulant. <laughs> yeah. Mike, how the hell's yours? I'm happily on the full fledged drugs. This yeah. is uh, this is yes. good. Yes, a lot of caffeine in this one, but just your standard black. You know, I like it. I was gonna. Yeah, to refresh people's memory, yeah. Mike, you're just a black coffee kind of guy, Exactly, right? yes. My girlfriend calls it my boomer juice. I just like it, you know, farmers. Nothing in it. Boomer just, juice. Just, yes. Boomer that's what juice. She, I love she's a, that. She's a little bit younger than me, okay. so she makes yeah. me uh, remember it every single opportunity she gets. So. <laughs> what up, great. boomer? That's right. <laughs> Jason, uh, oh, what'd you I'm, get today? I'm back to my uh, brown sugar oat milkshake and espresso. It's just... I went, uh, you know, I did my other one yesterday, and it's just... Uh, even that one is just too damn sweet now. The older, and maybe y'all, y'all are like me, and Lex talks about this. The older I get, the less, well, I guess that's why uh, it's boomer juice. The, the less I enjoy overly sweet stuff. Okay. I, 
I just, this is just perfectly sweet. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 And, and my friend Angela at the Starbucks Needham Prairie, I talk about her often. She's the one that threw the pylons across the parking lot one day. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> in, a, in an employee rage, which I loved more than anything. Um, pylon Angela. Uh, she's having a bad day today. So I told her that on the show, I would shower her with a little love. So Angela, oh. I love it. I love and appreciate you every morning. I, I couldn't get started without you. And the pressure. I had what if she wants to quit and do a different job? She's like, I can't let Jason down. I know. Seriously. I know. So, but there's other, there, Corey's nice there. Okay. Um, there's a man that I've never seen him without a mask. And oh. I'm so darn curious, but I can't, I don't know him well enough to say, hey, pull down your mask. But I've never seen this guy at the Starbucks without a mask. And in my mind, I can pick, I have an image of what I think he looks like. But I'm so curious. I've never said this before, but I'm so curious of what he looks like. But anyway, he works there too. And he's a really sweet guy, but he wears a mask every single day. And I just it's want like a sco- glimpse. I do. It's like the end of a Scooby Doo episode. I just want to unveil. Yeah, you, know? you want to see what the full faces yes yes <laughs> anyway uh welcome to the show everybody i i've mentioned this before lizzo was well first of all lizzo was last night and my husband it was so funny it was so cute he brought up going a couple days ago he's like there, t- <laughs> there are tickets available and i went <laughs> really do you really think we're gonna stay out she probably didn't go on until like 10 or 11 I'm like, do you real? I go, and Colin, I said, you're just like me. I said, we're going to get, we're, we think it's a good idea right now. And then we're going to get to that night. Uh, and you're going to dread it. And we're going to dread it. We're going to dread it. But I, I got on Facebook last night. He actually went, ended up going out with a friend, uh, which was lovely. I had an unexpected night alone, which oh. Dawn, you know, we appreciate those. Um, he went out and I looked, I, I lived vicariously through all of you on social. I saw some my talkers that went out Okay, and, and probably my favorite picture of, of, of the Lizzo pictures that I saw was a pre concert photo. I guess Lizzo had a giant inflatable of her butt in, um, in like spandex and you could take a picture in front of it. And there was this entire family. It looked like that bumper sticker with the stick people and, you know, the dog and then the three kids and mom and dad. It was the entire family in front of an inflatable Lizzo or an inflatable butt, it looked like. And I laughed out loud. I'm like, oh, God, I love Lizzo. That is so great. It's hysterical. That's good. Now, I don't know. I'm assuming it was sanctioned by the tour. I'm sure it wasn't just some runoff. If you took a picture in front of the inflatable rear end, let us know. Um, but I saw it last night, and it was it was the juxtaposition of seeing an inflatable bottom huh. with a with a with a with a whole family in front of it, like including <laughs> little children. Yeah. I thought, oh my god, this is hysterical. I really did laugh out loud. And then I went back to my my new favorite pastime, and that is. Watch! I can't stop watching Bethany Frankel beauty reviews. Oh, that's what you did with your night, Don. 
I have a problem. Mm, I yeah, I get well, I it. love her. No. I love her already, but I am obsessed, and I don't use eighty percent of what she is is trying. Yeah. You know, eyeshadows and lipsticks, and and but the rest of the stuff, I can't. I'm transfixed. I mean, I already loved her on Housewives. I mean, it's well known that I love her, but I am transfixed. Here's an example of one, and I oh, did good. buy these last night. You did? Oh, yeah. Oh God. Let's see. The, the, now these are these are Pixie Buta, Beautify Brightening Eye Patches found in a drugstore. Okay. Um, you know, because that's her thing. She tries to prove that drugstore products are just as good. Yeah. So these are those little patches you put under your eye, and here she is with her daughter Bren trying out these pixie eye patches. I'm obsessed. Okay. Let me do this again. They're slimy and like some sort of seaweed. They're cooling and I love them. These are pixie beautify brightening eye patches. This is the girl who told me about these. No, Bryn's in the picture. Good job. She's They're so excellent. They feel like little eels. They look little slimy eels. You're a little slimy eel. Yes, you are. You're a little baby eel. <laughs> it's an eeling formula for your eyes. I look younger. Yeah. I do. Me too. No. <laughs> a lot of wrinkles. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> and it's just, it's, oh, ri- Dawn, it's ridiculous. But I, I go from one to another. I'm like, oh, she's trying out a cleanser. Oh, she's trying out some moisturizers. She went nuts with this Neutrogena. What is it? Uh, Neutro. <laughs> listen, see, look at this. Neutrogena, um, little vitamin C. Neutrogena Rapid Tone Repair, twenty percent vitamin C serum capsules. Wow, that's a bit mouthful. I know they're twenty dollars, and she's like, these go on the VIP shelf. Oh my! She gosh. loved them. They're little little things, and she goes, you can feel tingle on your face, which she loves. But anyway, I'm obsessed. I'm I'm obsessed, and she's usually right. I've I've tried a couple of her things, and I can't wait to get those little eels, those Whoa. little eye patches. Well, I'm going to put them on the show links page right now. You, it looks Thank like you. you can get them at Target, which is what I'm going to yeah put on here. I looked yesterday. I was at the Target that which they've recently remodeled the one in the quarry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I don't like change, but I know they've remodeled. Yeah, yours. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did they remodel like, yours? What happened? Yeah, yes. And I'm like, I don't know where things are, and I need to be in there. I make it a game. I put a timer on my phone because I yeah. hate it so much. I, I hate it. They it's, I'm like, I hate shopping for groceries, which sounds like a first world problem. You know, there are other people out there who would die for some groceries, literally. And but here I, I am complaining yes. about shopping for groceries. I but get what you mean. Honestly, though. I want to be in and out of there. And if things are not in the place, you, they're yeah. supposed to be. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, and, well, my timer's going to go off, so I can't get that right now. I love I'll have said, to wait. Dawn, I can't believe you set a timer, but I can believe it. And that's hysterical <laughs> to me. And then it's, but, I have to make it a game or it's so horrible. I, I'm on the flip side, Dawn. That's one of the other things I did when Colin um, went out last night. I targeteered for a little while, oh, and it like relaxes it. me, and I like to go by myself <sighs> right. because well, I feel he pressures me, even though he doesn't. I just want to, right? Yes yes, yes! 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 It's not really, 
No, it's, it's all, us. Uh, yeah, it's a me problem, not an MC yes. problem for sure. And it's not pressure from him. It's that I don't want to go when he goes because yep. he has to go to four stores because his kids are gluten free. They have oh, to be. Okay. Yeah, And yeah. so it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to be out that long. I want to do my 15 minutes. Yep. Well, I did more than that. And I did not like they, they have shoved an Ulta Beauty into the Target. Yes, they have. <laughs> oh, my God. And now that's rearranged everything and yeah i don't know how i feel about it so anyway <laughs> uh so while i was watching bethany try uh eye drops dawn was at something way more fancy what is it you'll find out when we come back this is jason and alexis in the morning your morning party and we're thrilled you're here i'm jace with dawn and mike alexis is off for a couple days what did you do last night dawn oh my gosh i went to go see a special viewing of the movie The Room with Greg Sestero there. So if let me remind you what this is, okay? Okay, um, okay. I'm here. All right, so in 2017, James Franco did a movie called The Disaster Artist, which they won Best Adapted Screenplay for. Okay, And possibly another Golden Globe or something. Um, so this is a movie about the worst movie ever made. And it's based off of a book that this yes. guy wrote. He teamed up with this man that he met in acting class. And this is the Greg Sestero guy. And they, um, you know, they became friends. The guy is really, really mysterious and bizarre. He looks like a vampire. He has some type of a Slavic accent that you really can't pinpoint. You don't know where he gets his money. It's just he's a ball of mystery and the worst actor ever and the worst ever. writer Okay, so if you've seen the original movie that the movie The Disaster Artist was based <laughs> off of, that's the movie I saw, and the guy who wrote the book and is in the movie was at Alamo. So it was like a movie event where he was oh. there, he signed our stuff, like he did a little Q&A before. So this is the kind of thing that I love about Alamo is that they do yes. these movie events and then they'll invite, you know, I mean, they do Lost Boys and like, you know, you get little vampire fangs if you go to that. And they're doing a whole, they're doing a whole um, like, horror movie thing right now, which is really cool. But this is one of their special events where, you know, stars, they do hire stars to show up and, and do these things. So it was just so great because this is a participation movie now. Oh, how it, it is? Got, it's like a Rocky Horror? Yes, because how it got famous is that... Um, Tommy Wiseau, who is the guy who is the mysterious guy who says he's 28, but he's probably 45 when the movie was oh shot. Okay. Um, he would like get a billboard with what money? Who All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Cast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Who knows? And it, he would be like screening at this, and then he would put Greg's phone number on it. For more information, call. And he's like, dude, my phone, like this is in L.A. So he's like, can you change that? Or can we get that forwarded to your number? And not mine. So people would come to the showings and it was so bad that word of mouth got around how bad it was. And then he wrote a book about the experience and how bad the experience was. (laughs) But they're still friends and they still make movies together. He's just a. This guy is so bizarre. So um, unusual. Yeah, you got to see it, Jason. Just The Room is it. what it's called. It's one of it's the worst. Basically, it's described as I, the book he wrote is so good. It's called The Disaster Artist, My Life Inside the Room, the greatest bad movie ever made. The minute you said you started talking, then it all came. Now I it's, I didn't yeah. know it at first. Now I, I remember what it was. And when it, you read the is. book about the experience of filming and how, you know, if you've been on a film set or, you know, just you being in TV, you know that there are certain mm-hmm. rules you don't do. Like yep. just mm-hmm. in general, like things that like, oh, are we doing jump cuts? And, yeah. you know, <laughs> just like, okay, like the continuity is horrible and people will yell out. In the movie, like, where's the vase? (laughs) Or shut the door. The big thing, like, one of the biggest things is that people enter this apart, this town. It's shot in San Francisco. They rented, like, a really beautiful um, home that's, you know, one of those townhomes that are, like, up the steps. And, yeah. Like people would enter the room and not shut the door, and it drives you crazy. <laughs> crazy. And these, and these types of things are throughout the movie. Oh, absolutely. Like every time someone comes in and doesn't shut, shut the door, everyone goes, shut the door. <laughs> and then finally one person shuts the door and everybody cheers. It was like a group experience. It's <sighs> so fun. If he comes back through and you see that know. the room is playing, with we'll see a, it. Yeah. And Tommy Wiseau sometimes shows up. So they tour across the country. Like, since this was made, which has been like almost 20 years now. The guy isn't, looks great. I mean, he still looks, I mean, he was super young at the time, like 23, but. Isn't it funny how something like this, and now in this era of cons and, and events like this, that these folks can have, people like Tom, they can have a second career. They can have, I mean, this that's probably is. That's their, I was going to, I stopped myself. Yeah. This, I'm sure they make enough money from these tours to live a very nice life. Yeah. And honestly, um, I don't love the movie The Disaster Artist because it seems like they're punching down. You know what At I mean? Him. Because he yep, already yep, wrote yep. a book about how bad it was. And, you know, mm. you can see the movie on your own. They really didn't need to make because they made it for themselves to make fun of this movie, you know? And you're kind yeah. of like, whatever, James Franco. Like you're so, and you're getting all the glory. And then on stage, I remember when he was accepting the adapted screenplay award or whatever, Tommy Wiseau was there and he let him like peek out. But then Tommy wanted to speak. Tommy Wiseau, this was his dream to become famous. Okay. And he shushed and he let him speak for like two seconds. And he's like, okay, Tommy. And he like got him off stage. And I was like, oh my God. This is so gross. Like, why, as a gracious actor who has had so many accolades in your life, wouldn't it have been better if you said, I did this, you guys loved it, but I want to give my time to Tommy because this is his moment. 
Wouldn't that have been cool yeah. of him? But no, 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 no. We well, know James Franco's a creep. So I was just going to say, now you you look at it through a different pair of glasses, knowing what we know now about Franco. Oh yeah, and also my friend Darren, who is one of my best friends from college, and was in my comedy improv group and like tight, like in my tight inner circle. He's in it, and I didn't even know. Like the first time I saw it, I was like. Darren, and then I call him up. I go, "You're in the room," and he goes, "Yeah, I know." And I go, "Well, oh my what? god, like tell me what it was like." And he's like, "Chaotic." You know, they called me that day to be in the movie, so I told Greg Sestero that last night. I'm like, um, oh. "Your barista in the movie is my one of my best friends." <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god, how's he doing?" I picked him out of all the headshots. I'm like, "He's doing great." <laughs> oh my gosh. We love the Alamo. Go support them. We want the Alamo to stay here. Mm -hmm. When we come back, remembering an icon next. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. Dallas will continue. Sunday, if there's no one behind the wheel, who's behind the murder? Van Johnson, June Allison, and Stuart Whitman join Angela Lansbury in an all-star cast on Murder, She Wrote. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. That is from CBS in November of 1984, obviously during uh, my show Dallas. You heard that little mid-show bumper there. Uh, Promoting one of the First seasons of Murder, She Wrote, starring uh, Angela Lansbury. Well, we lost her uh, Mm. yesterday. And uh, 96. So I think she was. Yeah, 96. I think she Mm -hmm. was. So good long life. It's, you know, uh, obviously sad. I immediately thought of Lexalou. She loves her. She loves her Murder, She Wrote. Um, Loves Angela Lansbury. And uh, a little theme. If you don't remember the Murder, She Wrote theme, Lord knows we've played it a lot uh, on this show, but here we go. Clack, 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 clack. That's typing, right. Typing. It was a sturdy hit for CBS. Yeah, totally. This is before they would cancel a show within <laughs> the first 60 seconds of an oh, airing. Uh, beyond. They would give it time. Yep. And there wasn't a bunch of competition out there. You just no. had your five channels or four channels. That's it. <laughs> and and look, it never, you know, it wasn't Uber. It wasn't hip. It wasn't no. buzzy. It was a sturdy workhorse for, for CBS. And it was it led, uh, and the popularity was not, I mean, come on, the writing wasn't anything to write home about. It was all the charm of Angela Lansbury. And, um, so I know a lot of that's how a lot of you think of her. I uh, I have a weird connection to her. I've mentioned it before. I was informed when I married into Collins family um, and I immediately thought of this last night. And then I went on Facebook and sure enough, they posted a photograph. Uh, Collins uncle Steve, who is an actor in Hollywood, he is married to a legendary Japanese American actor named Asab Sabo. And Saab has been in, I've mentioned him maybe a dozen times on the broadcast, but right. Saab has been in everything. And I really do mean <laughs> everything. It's, it's ridiculous. It's his, he's been now young, uh, millennials 
he was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, like the original live action one. Um, he's been in Seinfeld. He was in Cheers. He was on the final. He's part of TV history. He was in the final episode of Newhart. Um, he's been on stage. And that's what brings me to Angela Lansbury. This is how incredible Saab's career is. Saab is well, what was sadly was friends with Angela Lansbury. They starred together on the Broadway debut of MAME oh on God. stage. Saab was part of the original cast of MAME with Angela Lansbury. And they remained, you know, at the end of a project, the cast, uh, you know, goes their own direction and, and you really never uh, see each other again. That was not the case with this. Uh, Angela kept in touch with Saab throughout the decades. Uh, they had dinner together just several years ago. And Stephen Saab posted a picture of the three of them. They had a MAME reunion, which, Dawn, can you imagine being oh in that room? God. I would have loved to have been there. Um, so when I think of Angela, I, I think his, you know, MAME was one of her first breakout roles. Yeah, and then she went in, she was in Sweeney Todd and just, like, so great in that. Oh, yeah. On on Broadway. Uh, Saab, by the way, his last name is Shimono, and he's been in yes. 129 <laughs> titles. That's his IMDb. I mean, geez, that's amazing. Um, yeah. He's, yeah, born in 1937. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, just unbelievable list of things that he's been in. Oh, you you name a popular show or thing, He's had an appearance on it, and it, yeah. and he just has one of those faces that if you see him in the oh yeah, he's just a prolific yeah. character actor that that has had steady work since the '60s mm-hmm. and continues to work, continues to work. Yeah, so. he was just on. I mean, let's see, uh, the blacklist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the last thing he did was five episodes on Avenue Forty Three. Um. He, I think he did Hawaii Five O. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Hawaii yeah, Five O. He, he and Steve were out there for a while. I'm like, wow. Sorry for you two. Sorry that that's uh, where the job's taking you. Yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> he also does a lot of um of voiceover work for he does. for uh, video games and yeah, uh, World of Warcraft. He was a voice in that. I mean, just you name it. And- the guy's been in everything. It's so funny, and he won't mind me saying this. And Don, you you know about this world, Steve, Uncle Steve, who you know runs the the business aspect of their life. Oh, great! Steve said, "What's so funny is, um, because actors' deals back in the days were so crappy that the idea of a residual check, mm-hmm. you know, what was kind of a thing in the started in the seventies and eighties." Saab will sometimes get like a check for like 67 cents or something for something, <laughs> oh you know, for some, because for some obscure, on, yes, right. oh my it, God. because the episode played on like cable yeah. or something. And Steve said he'll get, he'll open the mail. It's like, oh, 77 cents. Thank you. Paramount or whatever. It's <laughs> oh so my funny. God. Yeah. Yeah. Those can help out a lot. My, um, my, when I went to grad school for screenwriting, my main professor was on, you know, she's done several movies and also wrote on Star Trek. And so she gets like, she says it's her grocery money. Like every oh. month she gets about 300 bucks from her Star Trek episodes that play. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's pretty oh, cool. that's, 
I was listening. Um, I watched an old Rosie O'Donnell show episode with Angela and uh, talking about, you know, I mentioned Mame for a reason, not just to the connection to Saab, but um, she remained good friends with B. Arthur um, throughout, you know, uh, especially the end of B's life. B obviously passed away first. We're talking about B. Arthur, the actual oh, B. Arthur, uh, not, the, uh, not yes. Amy Daniels, our boss. Yes, yeah. Here, and, <laughs> Here's uh, here's uh, Angela talking about uh, B and how they used to sneak into movies together oh, later in life. Cute. Yeah, listen, yeah. Oh, you and me both. In fact, I hope that B is going to join me on the Tony Awards this year. You're going to present? Yeah. This well, is 1999, by the way. To, yes, we are. And the crowd will go crazy. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> that, have you guys remained friends? Oh, up? sure. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. We go to the movies together. <laughs> uh, you know, B, she's a very private person, and we slip down to the little Santa Monica movie houses, and we, we go and see all the movies that uh, you wouldn't want to be caught dead seeing, you know, but we go in with our dark glasses. Oh, which, really? two old gals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you a big fan of the films? You see a lot of Well, films? I don't see a great many, but I... I, I'm very selective. Let's put it that way. God, she just had the best voice. The best voice. And can you imagine? I can picture those two with giant old lady glasses. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Sneaking in, you know, a little movie house. and <laughs> So good. Well, and obviously we can't mention her uh, without mentioning what probably a lot of you youngins know her for. And that is Mrs. Potts uh, in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> One of the best marriages of character, oh. you know what I mean, Dawn, of totally character perfect. and actress. I mean, they talk about the most perfect is Judy Garland and, and Wizard of Oz, but the most perfect marriage of, of, of casting. Oh. oh, so good. So good. I also thought I, d- I dug this up. I thought it would be funny because you don't hear about this a lot with Angela Lansbury. Um, you know, let's do this. Let's take a break. I found a clip that probably won't be played in a lot of montages today about Angela Lansbury. Sexy bubble bath. That's all I'm going to tell you. Oh, my God. Sexy bubble bath. I got to go. And then when we and then also Gina Davis talks about Bill Murray. Oof, um, Dawn ha- wow. Yeah. Dawn has that. I can't wait to hear that. So go get some more orange juice or some Sunny D and we'll be back after this. Proof that Angela Lansbury was getting it done in her 60s, into her 70s, into her 80s. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. I went on a little YouTube deep dive last night. That's what happens when my husband leaves me alone. I start watching Bethany Frankel. Oh my God. Such a beauty testimonies. For you. Yeah. And then I start watching old promos of CBS shows. And I was doing that not as a hobby, but I was doing it for the broadcast. But I also do enjoy a good promo. But anyway, so my algorithm got very Angela Lansbury-ified, as you can imagine. 
YouTube started recommending more Angela Lansbury stuff. And I saw one that was titled Angela Lansbury, Sexy Bubble Bath. And I thought, Mm. hallelujah, praise Jesus, (laughs) because this is gold here. (laughs) I had no idea this existed, and this is not a bit. This is real. When she was 63, she did kind of a workout video. Did you know that, Don? Um, no. Okay. She did it back in 88. Okay. So a couple years before she was Mrs. Potts. And she takes a bubble bath. 88? 1988. Oh, God. All right. So she's taking a bubble bath. Okay. And she's talking about senior sex. Mm-mm. Sure is, Don. Oh. So put your drink I down, girl. I was a drink. I know. Sorry about that. This is not senior a joke. Senior sex? Yeah. Is this on YouTube? Yeah. Take a listen. I think femininity and sexuality go hand in hand. It used to be thought that women lose interest in sex after menopause. But now we know that just isn't true. No. (laughs) Obviously, both you and your partner are different than you were 30 years ago. But if you can accept the inevitable physical and other changes, you can keep romance in your life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I believe it's important for a woman to try and maintain a certain sense of mystery about herself Uh and i think that can continue to any age (laughs) it's so easy to give up or to get lazy it's worth it to continue to present yourself as a woman of loveliness and dignity that's right a woman who feels good yeah and knows she's looking her best yeah she'll continue to attract attention as a feminine sexual person thank god let me the right kind of attention doesn't have to stop unless you want it to Right there, Don. <laughs> God! Ah, I could listen to that every Don. day, and it would Don. make me so happy. <laughs> that but, type of attention doesn't have to go away, Don. No, it doesn't, and it's up to you. <laughs> That's right. To be sexy di- for your man. You what did do she it. say? Yeah. What did she say? A woman of dignity and class. Be yeah. a woman of dignity. It's up and to class. you to make you know to get attention uh-huh. from men, and oh yeah. boy, let's just and maintain a bit of mystery. Yeah. Which is not possible anymore. Keep the mystery alive. <laughs> no. As Colin I mean, and I sing to each other. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I thought you would enjoy that. Oh, 1988. The idea yeah. is. One more reference, and then I want to hear about this Murphy Perf uh, yeah. or this gross Bill Murray. But mm-hmm. you know what I thought of immediately when that clip came on? And I know you've seen it, Don. Angela Lansbury narrated. Uh, a delightful Wizard of Oz documentary, a pretty comprehensive. You've seen that one, haven't you, Don? Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. And she does such a good job. It's She's the perfect person to narrate that. But when I hear her voice um, not connected to a moving picture, I I think of that documentary. Anyway, what's going on with Gina Davis? Gina Davis. Oh, my gosh. Um, So she has spoken out about Bill Murray that he harassed her on the set of a movie called Quick Change, and she said she should have walked out. Mm. This is what happened. So 1990 film, um, this is in her new memoir titled Dying of Politeness, and she said that Bill Murray, who happened to be the producer on the film and an actor, um, he insisted upon using a massage device on her, despite her refusal when they first met in a hotel suite. Um, she said that during the filming, she was waiting on wardrobe when he began screaming at her for being late. 
He allegedly continued to yell at her, following her from her trailer to the set in front of a large crowd of cast crew and onlookers. She said that was bad. The way he behaved at the first meeting, I should have walked out of that or profoundly defended myself, in which case I wouldn't have gotten the part. So this massage thing was called a, the thumper. Ew. Ew. Gross. It's probably one of those, like, it'll, you know, beat you to death, you know, just like bam, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah. Bam, bam, on her shoulders, I hope. Uh, I well, hope the d- shoulders. The massage device called the thumper on her. Okay. I don't know where on her, but... Okay. um. Because let's be blunt, the thumper sounds like a sex toy. I'm not even trying to be funny. Why is he insisting that he uses this on her in their first meeting? In a hotel suite, Harvey Weinstein comes to mind. Yes. Um, And she says there's no point in regretting things, and yet here I was regretting. And yes, exactly, it wasn't my fault. So, you know, I've heard a lot about Chevy Chase and what a butthole he is. Yep. And I... Maybe I'm confusing comedic actors, but I don't know if I've heard horrible things about Bill Murray before. Have you? I, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. I've heard this is horrible behavior, uh, Lucy Liu, famously. Oh. Um, but not sexually. Oh, I, I have heard, that. yes, I have heard that he is a butthole, not in a Mervy pervy way, that he's just an asshat. Yeah. That he's just a dinkus maximus. Um, he I've was never saying heard... racist things. I think, from what I remember, or mm, I have just I... yelling. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. All I know is Lucy Liu. It was the reason why Bill was not asked back for another Charlie's Angels. Yes, one of the reasons. I remember this. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Good for uh, Gina Davis for. Yes. Bringing this up. This kind of stuff is like, you just can't believe it. Just seems like a sea of sharks, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like, I read something about Scarlett Johansson that I'll get to in the Dirt Alert later at 820, oh, where you're God. like, oh my God, just. Well, and again, you think, you think we're so far removed from that. I referenced nine to five a couple um days ago, mm-hmm. you know, uh, y- y- the Mr. Hearts out there. You think that that was passe after 80, 84, 85. Oh, no. No. Yeah. I mean, you hear about Har- Harvey Weinstein and the ride, the, 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 uh, the, the kind of the big moment for Merrimax. That was in the 90s. Mm. I mean, 96, 97, Gwyneth, the, the, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow years with Merrimax and, and at the height of his Mervy perviness. We're talking the end of the late 90s for oh, heaven. For Michael sure. Rappaport just talked about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, even into the 2000s. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. the height of, like, Friends was 2007 or something, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, all yeah. of that kind of stuff is was going on until the Me Too movement has just opened the door to women talking about this stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, even in radio, like, Donna and I... We swap stories all the time about weird, gross things that have happened to us over our career. And you just go, oh, yeah, that happened. You know, it's sad. Also, you feel like you're just outside of Mervy Pervy stuff. I was panicked when I was in Top 40 Radio because we targeted 18 to 34-year-olds. And the minute I turned 35, I was like, I'm done. They're going to start looking for somebody else. 
So you, did that so happen? Um, no, it didn't because my ratings were really good. But yeah. you know, I started to get nervous. Like, okay, well, my days are numbered at thirty-five. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, you know, my talk contacted me, and I was like, oh, these people have people that are over forty that work for them. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna go there. <laughs> yeah. And then it was, you know, then I came here and it's just mm-hmm. been awesome. So, you know, and I'm like, oh, they have a female program director. This is great. You know, it's things yeah. like that where you are like, oh, wow, I won't be in danger of being sexually harassed. Yes. It's just accepted, you know. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. My t- uh, by the way, more on this, uh, as Don said, another aspect of this, a different version of this coming up at 820, our third hour. My talk is a proud media partner of Twin Cities Film Fest. For 140 films, both in person and online, from October 20th to 29th. Get all the details at TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. It's going to be great this year. Opening with Till, getting rave reviews. We're going to take a break when we come back. Oh, Brittany. Oh, Brittany. Next. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.